Welcome to the Lewd Podcast, where we explore the sexier side of fantasy role-playing games. I'll be taking you and all my favorite desserts through the Nymphoverse. So strap in, or strap on, and peg your way through wieners and wyverns. everyone, it's me, Aurora, and you guys have probably noticed that we've been dropping a little hints here and there, kind of letting you all know that maybe we were going to do a D&D session, and guess what? Here it is. We've got pudding, we've got peaches, we've got cake, and we've got milk all here ready to roll for initiative. I just want to let you guys know that we did have a session zero where we talk a lot about consent um, and safe words, which we did pick. And I'll share it with you guys, even though you probably won't hear it. It's I have to cook cereal, which seems kind of silly, but no one would say that in a regular everyday um, sentence. So it makes for an awesome safe word. Feel free to use it in your own bedroom. Also, you can find that session zero on SoundCloud, which we will link to the show notes. Also, we want to thank Snoretrax for our brand new Nymphomercial D&D sound, which sounds amazing. It's beautiful and wonderful. It's like ear coming in from your pussy ear. It's so great. Um, also, you can download a blank character sheet, which our own little milk has put a ton of work on. You can also find that in the show notes. We also really, you know, we're just kind of trying this out. So we really want you guys to give us some feedback on what you like, what you don't like, what makes you horny, whatever. Go ahead and uh, send us some feedback on Instagram, Twitter, or you can send it to nymphomercialpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you guys are listening to this and you've never heard of Nymphomercial, go ahead and check it out. You can pretty much find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google and Stitcher. So go ahead and give that a listen to where you can hear me and some of these other people that we got going on talking about our favorite hentais or maybe our not so favorite hentais. I don't know. I, I guess that's up to you. So yeah, welcome to Wieners and Wyverns. I just want to point out that there was a really great pun about ears. There's a part of the ear called the cochlea or the cochlea, but you could have said it like cock. <laughs> also welcome uh pudding our um our ear scientist <laughs> it's the most special thing. uh so like i said welcome to wieners and wyverns we're gonna start our uh mission and just like everyone else does in front of a tavern but this isn't any old tavern this is the witch's pleasure the hottest strip club in town owned by the most beautiful hags I know. I said it. Beautiful hags seems a little uh, not cohesive there, but maybe we'll figure that out a little bit later. In our scene, we have a beautiful, muscular, bronze lady standing on a box. And next to her, a very short, kind of stout woman. And they seem to be doing something odd. There's a tiny little dragon, as we know as Kobold, standing off to the side who says... Welcome one and all. Go ahead and give it a shot. Just one gold piece to try and take this little ditty off. That's right. It, this isn't any underwear. It's a chastity belt. A magical one in that. Try your best at the chastity belt. And in we introduce our character Val. Peaches, you want to introduce Val to us? Absolutely. Val is a tall, 
muscular woman. She's like over six feet tall and she's just like bursting out of her little bikini top with muscles. You can tell that she's very outgoing, very brash. She's like standing up there on the soapbox, like just flexing as much as she can. So we're talking like classic, like bikini beach, like Workout, babe. Bodybuilding. Yeah. Bodybuilding, like, bikini yes. beach, babe. Yeah. So fantasy Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yes. Well, mama. Realistically, she spends like 18 hours a day at the gym. Wow. Ooh. That's too many hours in the day. <laughs> Maybe not quite that many. I need at least of three quarters of those for <laughs> sleeping. Nothing else for me to do with my frustrations. <laughs> See, Elle's going to a trance for sleep, but Val just works out for sleep, right? Just eight hours like, of dumbbell like, lifting. Oh. <laughs> sounds sounds about right lifting weights hey man you gotta get those um gains in somehow and while you're sleeping seems like the perfect time <laughs> it truly is zequil protein we also have um another character in this midst um our cutesy little zizi Puddin, you want to describe zizi to us absolutely so zara and or zizi she is a human Pretty short, like five three ish, very curvy, and her skin has been tanned from a lot of like being out and wandering and sun exposure. She has bushy, crazy, curly, black ish, brownish hair, hazel eyes. She's got a big old wide smile, some freckles. She's wearing these big old gold hoop earrings, and she's got like a crop top on, like a loose fitting crop top, and uh, some like short ish shorts and like combat boots on and just leaning up against the wall with her arms crossed, kind of cackling at the crowd and trying to entice people to come on in and join them with their merriment. Ooh, I like that. Speaking of joining in, as our little kobold is here drawing the crowd, which is me and one of my favorite NPCs, so hopefully you guys will keep him around, <laughs> our little Meepo sees a person off in the distance and says, hey, you pretty lady, you want to give a shot at this chastity belt? And then we'll go ahead and introduce Cake. What kind of character are you bringing for us? Yeah, I'm playing as Mina. She is a very bratty tsundere. Hi, elf. You know, like in anime, when you see that really kind of bitchy, blonde, pigtailed girl with a flat chest and it's just a complete bitch? That's Mina. Ooh, so you're going to give me some trouble, lady, or are you going to give this chastity belt some trouble here? I'm going to give the chastity belt some trouble. It should be pretty easy for someone like me. Ooh, this one's a little cocky. What are you thinking about doing there, Mina? Mm, I'm going to use my mage hand to give that chastity belt a little bit of a tickle. Okay. Um, so you conjure your mage hand. Go ahead and roll a dexterity check for your mage hand for me. Okie dokie. I rolled a six. Oh, right. <laughs> All right, your little, your little mage hand, like, creeps up, and it does a cute little, like, finger-walking guy thing over the top of the chastity belt, and it uh, tries to slip in there, and then the mage hand just disappears in a puff of smoke. <laughs> Ooh, you're going to have to try harder than that, little lady. Never seen that one before. <laughs> What about this little lady? You don't look very strong and you look like you ain't seen the sun in a thousand years, but do you want to give it a shot? Milk, why don't you go ahead and introduce your character? 
Yeah, so Tilp, uh, standing not even five foot tall as an elf, just looks back and just goes, hey, you can't judge a book in a day. <laughs> Tilp is very pale, as you said. She, she is wearing like a, a bright pink knitted bodysuit. Uh, and big old pumpkin pants or pumpkin shorts with uh, fancy like arm warmers to match. And she is just um, naive as she is fresh from leaving her, her hometown. Yeah, that's that's dear little tilt. All right. And uh, what kind of what kind of tactic are you are you thinking about using? I mean, so so Tilp is just not used to being addressed in such a way. So so she she spots off her her little saying, but she goes, um, well, what exactly is the premise of what's going on? <laughs> We're trying to get this chastity be this chastity belt off. See, this woman's been stuck in here her entire life. She needs a little mm-hmm for her. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want me to spell it out for you. I'm horny as fuck. I guess I didn't have to spell it out for you. She's got it covered. (laughs) Tilt just has this look on her face. Like she definitely knows what that means, but she's never heard it spoken out loud. (laughs) (laughs) The the forbidden words. Horny. It was golly. Well, every time I've always wanted to take it off my clothes, I've done it myself. <laughs> I've tried. You know, sometimes good things come in small packages. Give it a hand. Tilpa fiddles with her inventory. She goes, well, you know, I, I don't often like to do this, but I did learn how to pick locks because old Miss Jenkins always locked herself out of her home because she forgets her keys. And I don't know, maybe that could help. And she pulls out her little lock picking set. Hmm. Oh, you think that'll do the trick? Maybe we've never tried that before. Um, so go ahead, milk for tilp. Go ahead and give me a slide of hand check. Can do. That is a non-nat 20. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> You're in luck. <clears throat> so as you approach Val and her chastity belt, um, you get closer and closer with your little lock picking tools and you kind of insert them in there and you start going to work and you can kind of hear some things happening and you've got your ear up to the lock. But then you notice your ear feels wet. So you pull away and there's a long slimy trail from the chastity belt lock to your ear. And just as you're pulling your tools away in disgust, a big mouth appears from the lock and attempts to eat your lockpick tools. Yeah, Tilt is just so moist right now, both from the slime and also her <laughs> profuse sweating. And she's clutching dearly onto the, the lockpicking set that was a gift from the whole town that raised her. It takes a whole village to train a dog. <laughs> And she is just backing away meekly, trying to to hide herself from this crotch abomination. And Val is like looking down at her and just goes, wow, the last time that happened, it ate the guy. It's pretty lucky. Oh, golly, don't eat me. Thanks for trying, though. Or do. I don't know. It might be really fun in there. So yeah, you've all go ahead and given it a shot and it's really boring to lose games all the time. So the crowd starts dispersing because no one can really seem to 
get inside this chastity belt. One guy has lost his entire hand just from like trying to reach in there um, and it's been severed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so who knows where that is oh now? So everybody's kind of walking away and our our cute little uh, kobold says, where are y'all going? This is the best scam I've come up with in days. And just as he says that, everyone looks at him really angry and he's like, what? Kobold's gotta eat. And they uh, chase him off into another direction to be seen maybe on another day. <laughs> so yeah, so now the four of you are kind of standing there um, outside the witch's pleasure. What would you guys like to do? Was there money involved in this? There was, uh, but Meepo the kobold has taken it all. Okay. Well, I don't even notice because I'm just so sad because, you know, I thought this time might have been the time that I got out. It's not about the money. It's not no, about it's the money not. for me. No. <sighs> well, maybe we should go in and drink. I mean, a drink always puts a little smile on my face, so. You know, <laughs> lift up our spirits, see if anybody in the tavern wants to give it a shot. I think I saw some interesting fellows going there. Come on, <laughs> let's go. Uh, Tilt follows in just because she is so concerned over the well-being of this stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Mina's going to follow because something interesting is going to happen. She has a feeling. Uh-huh. Plus, it's a strip club. Everybody loves strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. You guys all enter the Witch's Pleasure, which is, again, I'll reiterate, the most popular strip club in all the land. It is also the most devious. It is the place where you will find anything and everything that you need, whether or not you know you need it. As you guys enter, we come into a large room and there's many stages set up with stools all around them and kind of a little counter around that. um, So people can sit down and watch the dancers. But when you notice, you see the dancers. They're not humans. Most of them are monster girls. There are a few monster boys. And all of them are in varying degree of monsterness. We've got some were rats. Um, we've got some were bears. We've got some girls with snake tails. We've got some girls who just have snake tongues. All different kinds of ladies and gents, and those thereof, just kind of uh, hanging out. But behind the bar is a very beautiful woman. She has long, long pink hair. That's kind of a uh, done up in an Ariana uh, ponytail straight up on the head. She's got her eyes look kind of strange. They're all black. Like you can't really like as you catch a glance of them, you look like you're staring straight into a void and she is passing out beverages and also some little cake looking things to the customers um, sitting at the bar. There's also an older looking kind of haggard woman who is sitting in a wheelchair with a blanket over her lap. She has a really sexy uh, wear rat um, giving her a lap dance in her lap, but she's not really paying attention. She's kind of scrolling over some books. And there is also a third woman who is kind of just meandering around, like chatting with customers. She's also pretty hot, but she looks pretty young. Uh, Maybe she doesn't, maybe this is like her first job, potentially. So that's what you guys uh, see. Is the one with the pink hair, uh, is she clothed? Well, to an extent. She's, you know, she's got like kind of gray skin going on. She's got matching light pink bikini that matches her hair. And she's wearing 
thigh high fishnets and high heels. She's just kind of your average strip club bartender, but she's like absurdly beautiful. Tilt, not expecting like what kind of establishment she was walking into, just mouth agape, darts her eyes around the room and sees this woman and like being one of the more clothed people, she immediately like beelines straight towards her. She goes uh, and just like making nervous chatter to like (laughs) kind of distract herself from the situation because she's not used to this. She's maybe not even seen another person naked in her life. And she goes, oh, uh, look, we're, we're kind of matching. I mean, my hair is kind of a lilac, but that's close to pink. <laughs> we're pastels together. <laughs> um, now, I have a question. Are these monster girls typical creatures and or humanoids or whatever that we would have encountered? Some of them. Some of them you do recognize. Some of them you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these girls are ones that you've never seen before. But some of them you do recognize, like... You know, there's a were rat who's dancing on stage. Uh, you two, at least, Val and ZZ, have seen were rats on your adventures before, but you're really surprised that you see one here because traditionally they tend to be reclusive and kind of hang out on their own um, with their own little clans. And this were rat is also a pregnant were rat who happens to be dancing on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, gotta eat. <laughs> or two. Hey, you know, there's something out there for everyone. Um, I think Val just beelines it straight to the bar and just like sits mm-hmm. down. And demands I feel like we've and- definitely been in this establishment more than a few times. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, Grenda, give me a 20. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that like tilt because of how suddenly she beelined and like you two walking in as normal people to a beeline, you know, we're probably walking parallel, which just made tilt just so much more nervous. <laughs> My These people are following me. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, what about you, Mina? What would you... I'm going to go buy a drink. Okay, awesome. So we're all going to the bar. We're making a, a conscious choice to not split the party. And on the way over, I'm going to flick a gold coin onto the stage. To the... Any of the, the stages. To the pregnant wear rat. To the pregnant wear rat. Throw some coin to your stripper. I would like to flick a gold coin onto this. Uh, oh, she, God bless you. She catches it. She catches it with her little tail. Just like, like, kind Ooh. of curls it up and it disappears somewhere. <laughs> Maybe we ought to talk to her about how to get your chassis belt off. <laughs> okay, so you guys are going to go to the bar, which is great. So you guys kind of mosey up to the bar and our bartender is uh, serving another customer who looks like a very, a very zoned out drow. Like he doesn't even look like he's, he's physically there, but he's not mentally there. Just kind of staring off into the void. And our bartender's just like chatting at him. Bartender, can I get a drink, please? And I do that thing like where you put your money like on the counter. She looks at you and she says, uh, yeah, sure. What are you having? Uppers or downers? Uh, upper, please. Uppers. Okay. So she um, goes behind the bar and she grabs this little tiny looking pastry. It kind of maybe looks like a little macaroon. Um, and she puts it into a bowl and she crushes it. It's really, really hard. It's almost like chalk. So she kind of like crushes it up um, and then takes a little uh, like teaspoon and like drops it into a glass, shakes it up, pours it into a fancy glass and hands it to you. All right. I'm going to drink it. What's it taste like? Um, I'm going to say that it tastes like 
you've just walked into a fresh field of daisies as far as the eye can see. And you even kind of like feel wind on your face a little bit. And like if you close your eyes, you can like smell and like breathe in. You can even like smell the flowers. Nice. Val also demands a drink. (laughs) Okay. Uppers or downers? Upper, please. After the day I've had. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And you guys maybe seem like you're a little bit regulars. Um, So she grabs a different looking cakey stone and grinds it up, drips a little bit of it into a glass and hands it to both of you because she knows that you guys never drink alone. Hell yeah. (laughs) Clink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And I just like down it one drink. I down it at the same time. Down it, and down it in one drink. Okay. Well, okay. I probably can't <laughs> keep up with the huge <laughs> person. I'm like a foot shorter. But like, like, like five minutes later, you finish. Yeah. <laughs> I try to keep up though. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, you guys feel great. You've experienced this particular kind of drink before, uh, but for you guys, you know, it's kind of it's less daisy feeling and more like. For Val, it feels more like like a fresh, uh, bloody sword. Mm. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> when you pull a sword out of a, a body, that yeah, feeling. Just like, <sighs> the best feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for ZZ, it's like someone that you really love is like laughing right into your ear. Oh. <laughs> well, that That's sounds adorable. Get out of my ear. Uh, I like you, but sit over here. <laughs> ASMR mouth sounds. Our bartender looks at Tilp and says, uh, what about you, tiny lady? How about one on the house? Um, uh, and uh, Tilp, like, nervously looks around. She looks over someone down the row of the bar and she goes, oh, those tiny cups are cute. I'll have one of those. Okay. Tiny cup it is, but you gotta take it out of this. And she, uh, Puts a giant like dildo holder on the on the <laughs> counter, so you gotta like take the shot like out of uh, the tip of a dick. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's a dragon dick. If you've ever seen one, which you probably haven't. Ooh, I was about to ask. Would Tilp know what it looks like? Tilp is so naive that if this had been like a more like humanoid penis, she might have like caught on, but she just so oblivious she's not nervous about this because she doesn't know what it is and uh she's never drank so she just thinks this is like a tiny cup of water <laughs> or Aww. juice it's so cute <laughs> i'm adopting her <laughs> <laughs> okay so our, our bar- bartender makes your little drink fills it and kind of like rests it in the tip of the penis and then uh Looks at Val and Zizi and are like, hey, how about you guys give her a shot? And they uh, they grab Tilp's ankles and like lift her upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you have to get your mouth around it and then uh, take it that way. That's Aval, that's how it works around here. Aval is just enthusiastically like, yeah, chug, 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 drink. <laughs> Tilt is so, like, needing to please people. She just does it without question. Oh, bless. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? Well, you know, I'm just going to say that you're successful. And our bartender tells you, welcome to the witch's pleasure. Um, you've officially been initiated. Uh, I can tell this is your first time in an establishment like this. You're very uh, red in the face. 
Can Val just like hoist her onto her shoulders? Oh, like, yes. Congratulations, you're one of us. Yes, this is now. And then ev- all the other people, some strippers kind of start gathering yeah. and start rubber, r- rubbing their hairy boobs on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. It's become a party. This is so different from home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you guys are kind of partying and celebrating Tilp on her first um, drinking situation. And how's Tilp feeling? You feel like you did pick the lock on the chastity belt. Oh. <laughs> um, and you're just kind of like hallucinating that you did do that. And now everybody's praising you and you're like the hero of the day. And I would like to cast Tomaturgy as like the sound of a crowd cheering. Oh, <laughs> this is so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this adorable? I hate adorable, remember? That's not true. I We're love going adorable. for wholesome. Now that it's connected to hentai. It's connected to hentai. It's beautiful. You we picked love it. it. Oh. Despite Tilt coming from like a very small town and be- being very meek, she is someone who like helps around the village a lot because she was like raised by the village. So like oddly enough, despite how shy she is, like this like immense praise coming from everyone doesn't feel too off place. So she kind of is like overwhelmed by everything else. But what would stress a lot of people out is like kind of making her feel at home. Also, At home in a strip club. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At home in a strip club. (laughs) How's Mina? (laughs) Have we overwhelmed her yet? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as you guys are all uh, having a nice time and enjoying your fancy uh, drinks, you hear this this booming, loud voice. It goes, uh, Hestia, what did I tell you about letting the customers enjoy themselves? And uh, just as this happens, the bartender like shushes everyone up. Everyone like goes back to what they were doing. The music continues. Everyone goes back to looking somber and kind of like they're not having a good time, but they are. Our bartender, who now we know his name is Hestia, starts kind of like cleaning the counters and just kind of looks at you guys and kind of gives you like a sorry kind of face. Can we see the voice or the person? Yeah. So if you guys look, the voice is is coming from a woman who looks a little bit older than our bartender. They look alike, like they look like they're related. So she's got like kind of shorter, kind of the pink hair, same kind of that gray skin tone. And she walks up to you guys and uh, looks at you and says like, oh, you think that you're here for fun? Yeah, it's a bar. Yeah. How does she wear it? Tell me it's leather. Our lady. (laughs) It can be leather. So our lady who approaches you guys is very, very serious looking. She's kind of your traditional dominatrix looking lady. She carries a whip on her hip as well. She seems very tall to you guys, Mm. but she's actually not that tall. It's kind of like her magical aura is so strong that she's just like kind of like a domineering presence in general. That that big dick energy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's the biggest dick in the room. For sure. So she approaches you guys and she seems kind of upset and also a little bit intrigued of this interesting hodgepodge of people going on. And she asks you guys, are you guys here together? Is this some new little troop you're building? Can I deduce whether she's like really actually irritated or if it's like just a presence she's putting on? Uh, Yeah, go ahead and give me an insight check. Natural 20. Uh, Plus your... Insight is plus six. 26. So 26. 
So yeah, she's a little irritated. She seems like she has something to say to you guys that she's trying to get you to say first, if that makes sense. Mm. Paul's like, okay, uh, what's up? This is a bar, isn't it? Like, why is this a no fun bar? <laughs> this isn't just any bar. This is the witch's pleasure. This is where everyone comes to get their deepest desires. And that has nothing to do with fun. Well, what if my deepest desire is fun? Philip interjects. She goes, there's more than one way to have fun in games. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me an intimidation check. Uh, six. <laughs> okay. So as you say that, our dominatrix lady pulls out her whip and like snaps it like, whoosh, like right in your face. And it scares the shit oh out of you. Ugh. And she says... I'm not a fan of jokesters in this particular bar. As she says that our bartender, who now we know as Hestia, looks at her and says, Aspen, come on, they're just having fun. And Aspen, who is our dominatrix lady, gives another click of her whip, I guess, I suppose. I almost said clit of her whip. <laughs> Got a little Sounds <laughs> She, uh does another gesture with her whip and it cracks at Hestia and she she goes back to like furiously like wiping the bar. I mean, don't you want your customers to come in here and have fun? They're going to spend more money. It's more profitable for you for people to enjoy themselves. Absolutely not. It's not about money here. It's about what's inside your mind. And she like taps the side of her temple. What kind of services are you offering then? Uh, we offer a range of services. Uh, we offer drinks that elicit certain kind of emotions. Um, and as they're slowly drained from you, uh, that's your payment. Uh, we also offer dream cakes, which are a specialty of mine. There are also many dancers here who are willing to give their lives just to give you a little sneak peek into their world. Well, what do you have in your mind? <laughs> uh well, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> That's why she asked. <laughs> it's funny that you ask, um, because I'm kind of in search of a small troop to do me a favor. Does it pay? Oh, it pays. It pays one wish. Whatever wish you want in the world. What do you want us to do? See... I'm a maker of dream cakes, and dream cakes require really specific ingredients. And there is a particular ingredient that I've had a hard time getting my hands on. See, my distributor has become very greedy and requires more and more payment from me. And I just don't have very much left to give. So I would like someone to go and find out the source of this particular ingredient and steal it for me and bring it back. All right, before we uh, get too deep into this, uh, <laughs> you talked about a wish that can grant you anything you want. Mm -hmm. Like anything? Anything. Like potentially removing a magical item that's been trapped on your body for many, many years that no <laughs> one's been able to remove in any way whatsoever, not even by asking a wizard to teleport you out of your clothes. <laughs> That's a really interesting uh, solution to that. I'm surprised that didn't work. It, yeah, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. She, um... Oh, my boots. <laughs> she looks at... They would love the boots. <laughs> she looks at your kind of bronze underwear, and she kind of, like, 
walks around you and she takes her long fingernail and like taps it tink tink and that scary mouth kind of appears again and gives like a little little like open-lipped grr be careful what's that milk oh just tilt just like be careful, be careful. still on top of val's shoulders <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs> um but yeah and our dominatrix aspen like looks directly into the little mouth and like kind of like inspects it a little bit and goes to like reaches to touch it and it like starts to gur some more. I mean, we've asked it nicely. I feel like we've tried everything we can. She looks at it and she's like, unfortunately, a wish will not remove this chastity belt, but I do know someone who can. All right. Who are they? That information comes at a price. All right, how much? <laughs> well, go ahead and get me mother's milk and maybe then we'll talk about it. Sounds good. I'll do it. <laughs> is, is Was that the ingredient you're looking for? It sure is. Mother's milk. Mother's milk. And is that one wish for the group or one wish per person? It's one wish for the group. Either way, one wish in the hand is worth more than a bush. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I've met quite a few bushes that are not worth many hands, so you're probably right. <laughs> oh, gosh. You guys are killing me. All right, we'll do it. Let's do it. Yes. Still's like shaking her head like, yes, anything to appease people around me. <laughs> Did you have a timeline that you needed this done by? Nope. Just uh, whenever you can get it done. Well, where will we find this mother's milk? There is... A particular kobold who hangs out in the square outside the witch's pleasure. His name is Meepo. Oh, yes, we've met him. He's quite the swindler. Um, but if you find him, he can take you to wherever he gets this particular from because he's the middleman of the mother's milk. Now, does this Meepo, he serves himself, doesn't he? Uh, no, actually, he doesn't. Oh, so he has allegiances to this uh, dealer? I would assume so. All right. Would it be helpful to know anything about your uh, source? Have you ever met him? I haven't. I've never met the source. Do you know where he lives? I do not. He's a very secretive person. I'm not even sure if it's a man. I'm not even sure if it's a person. Do you have a name? I don't. All right. Let's go! <laughs> Man, everybody is pretty gung-ho about this. You have no idea. Awesome. So you guys, we're, we're going to go on our first quest. Are you excited? Yay! Yes. Yes. Some cheese buns. Are we going to have to milk it ourselves? I don't know. <laughs> you might. Thanks so much for making the first quest about milk. That's lovely. <laughs> And you're going to love where this is going, too. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just for you. So Aspen has informed you guys that her middleman uh, from her distributor is uh, someone you guys have already met. Your boy Meepo. Mm -hmm. um, who stole also stole a bunch of your guys' money. Well, I guess Val and uh, ZZ's money, technically. Yeah, they sound like a real egg on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, you guys exit the witch's pleasure 
And I'm assuming you take a look around. This particular village, it's not even a city. This particular village is pretty run down. All the houses are in disarray. Like they're ramshackle. They're barely put together. The streets are dirt. They're not even paved or cobblestone, which is really surprising that the most popular strip club in the world is in such kind of a shitty, shitty area. It's like a truck stop strip club. (laughs) Everybody around is like drug addicted and (laughs) can't afford their rent. (laughs) Can't afford to fix up their house or pay for it. That child just suck on your clothing for food. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so you know, you've seen some kind of some kind of people milling about. Uh, you see a person at a well. This person might be a good person to talk to, maybe ask some questions. What There's do they also look like? you know, they're just kind of haunched. You can't really tell, they're kind of haunched over the wells. Like barfing inside. Well. <laughs> oh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh, I hate this town. <laughs> <laughs> Destroying the water supply. <laughs> I'm assuming Tilt's still on Val's shoulder and she points oh, yeah. to this person at the well and she goes, there's someone already trying to make a wish. <laughs> oh, it's so wholesome. Well, I was like, yeah, kid, that's, that's, never mind. <laughs> How old does Tilt appear? I, I would say she, she like looks in, she looks and is like about 23-ish, like early, early 20s. Okay, okay. She's a baby. She's a baby elf. Yeah. Paul's like, oh my God, we got to protect this kid. (laughs) She's going to (laughs) die. Yeah, this is her first time away from her village. Aww. Oh, little tilt. Okay, let's go talk to the puking guy. (laughs) He seems like he knows what's up in this town. Okay. He's familiar with at least one point of yeah. that exit, I meant. <laughs> so the party approaches this guy, and he's not actually puking. But what he is doing is really strange. He is hoisting up the bucket from the well, and the water is murky and disgusting. And he's pouring it into a sieve, and he's kind of shaking it back and forth. What he's doing is he, he looks like he's uh, panning for gold. from Uh, this well I would like to use taumaturgy and say oh god leave it be (laughs) to come from inside the well Uh, oh god (laughs) okay so that happens and he like looks down the well and kind of looks confused and then takes a dagger out of his pocket and throws it down (laughs) into the well (laughs) and like listens (laughs) listens <laughs> and he, he's like well uh, seems like I took care of that problem and starts lowering the bucket again to get another murky goopy water bucket full of stuff okay I'm gonna walk up to him and ask him hey buddy what's going on what you looking for he uh turns to face you and he's got this like really grotesque nasty looking face it almost looks like the whole side of his face has been burned. He's like a not sexy Phantom of the Opera. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a face a wet dog could love. Oh. Um, so he like turns his like kind of grotesque face towards you, and he goes, Ugh. "What are you looking for, buddy? Can I help you?" And then he um, slaps a pouch on his on his waist that kind of jingles a little bit. Like, it sounds like there are maybe, like, one or two coins in there, but 
not quite any. And he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm stocking up to bring materials to get my dream cakes. Can I tell if he's actively on something? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an insight check. That is a... 24. <laughs> okay, you can tell that he, he is not on any drugs, but he definitely wants to be. He's like sweating and kind of like breathing shallowly. Like maybe he's kind of in a little bit of withdrawal. He's like grabbing the collar of his of his shirt a lot and like wiping his forehead. And he seems really agitated. He's kind of like rub, like touching his ear a little bit and kind of just, you know, like, mm-hmm. like really looking like he needs he needs some smack. So friend, what's gonna take for you to get uh, what you need for your dream cakes? He was like, well, unfortunately, <clears throat> they don't take money in that place and I have uh, nothing left to give them. I've been completely drained of my happiness. Mm. Um, and the only thing that makes me happy is money. So I'm trying to make money to refill a little bit of my happiness here. Paul gives him like one gold piece. <laughs> he he takes it from you, kisses it and puts it in his like little gross little ball sack sack. <laughs> How happy did that make him? Just a little bit. Just a little. You know, we've got a little bit more of where that came from. Do you know a fella named Meepo? Ah, Meepo. That little lizard has taken many of my coin. If you find him, go ahead and give him one of these for me. And he, like, takes out a little dagger and, like, kind of jabs it in your direction. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Tilt like it started to like reach for it and then oh. was like, oh, <laughs> the gesture, you mean. <laughs> our our weird hermit looks at you like. Uh? <laughs> so where can we find him? Well, I can tell you where Meepo likes to hang out, but it'll cost you something more than gold. What do you want? Um, He takes out this weird little like a. Uh, it looks like a, you know those things that you stick up babies' noses to suck their boogers out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He takes out yeah, yeah. a little thing like that, right? And he's like, hmm, just a little bit of your happiness. Uh, what's <laughs> I, that? <laughs> I twirl Val around so it's just like her backside facing and I'm like, I smack her ass and I'm like, well, would this make you happy? And I... <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, this is where we're going with this. Uh, at this moment, Tilt has done, like, a backflip off of Val as, like, Val's spinning. <laughs> I can do an acrobatics check if you want. But... Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> Falls yeah, into I, the I'm well. A... <laughs> <laughs> um, like, fuck yeah, do it again. <laughs> Tilp is actually the, the person in the well. <laughs> <laughs> it was foreshadowing. So he, he watches you, uh... Smack this gigantic lady's ass, and he gigantic says, "Gigantic lady's giant ass, <laughs> gigantic <laughs> lady's giant bosom, earth shattering, bottom bosom, yes. bottom <laughs> bosom. That's what those are called." <laughs> he says, "Hmm, it would if it wasn't for this." And he like opens his robes, and he's like a Ken doll. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, he's ripped. <laughs> Or is he like Ken doll is and there's nothing there? Well, he can he can be ripped. But okay. there's also no dick or balls or vagina or any kind of like opening happening. Oh my God, they did take his happiness. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. I sold it. It's the one thing that costs the most. How does he pee? <laughs> you little 
a hole. <laughs> Bella's like, you idiot. Why would you sell that? <laughs> she takes out her sword and just like, Do you know him. how lucky you are? You're going to release your bladder. To have an unchained dick or pussy? <laughs> what I wouldn't give for that. Well, I was lucky. Um, I lasted about two years off of the happiness that I got for that with my dream cakes. And now it's just all run out. Have you thought about making your own happiness? <laughs> Search out meaning in life. <laughs> how did this become so, how did going from a guy with no dick get so <laughs> profound? <laughs> you don't need a dick, you can make your own happiness. Have you ever tried pottery? <laughs> <laughs> or baking? <laughs> Cupcakes are pretty happy. There's no one in this village with a sourdough starter, okay? Have you thought about improving the general conditions and lives of the people around you in this town? That could be a good place. Maybe volunteer Sorry. a little with your community? <laughs> Read stories to the children? You know, there's a lot of kids in this town that could use a big brother type figure. <laughs> and their parents don't need to worry about you. You will never prey upon them, whatever. <laughs> Like, I just really think you should think about other ways to incorporate happiness into your life. You don't need drugs Val for a witch. really <laughs> insightful. Wow. The powers of not being able to masturbate. I've had a lot of time to think about what's important to me. Especially since she can't <laughs> masturbate. And I, I yeah. know, but it's sex. Some big brain shit. I, I know deep in my heart. Oh, wow. We went down that road. <laughs> So for the little the little booger dropper thing, what what do you want us to do with it? You know, your your giant friend here has really touched my soul. So I'm gonna tell you where Meepo is for free. Wow! And then I'm gonna pack all of my shit, and I'm gonna leave this town because fuck this place. <laughs> So yeah, that's what we're gonna do because that was so hilarious. All right. Um, I was like, we're just glad you're in a better place now. I guess you can teach an old house how to catch a fish. Oh my gosh. So he explains to you that there is a thieves house. That doesn't look like a house. It actually just looks like a big kind of rock. And there's a special way to get in, but he doesn't know how. Um, he's tried many times to get into this this um, kind of hidden thieves guild um, area. But he tells you the location of where it's at. He just doesn't know how to get in. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, good luck on your journey. <laughs> he you throws know? he throws his little hobo sack over his shoulder and starts like waddling away, <laughs> and, oh like disappears into the sunset. Good luck, a name stranger. <laughs> And I'm gonna, again, Tomaturgy just wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and the sound of those like as he just sets off towards the sunset. Yeah, you guys really, really changed someone's life today. Beautiful. I'm proud of Beautiful. you. <laughs> you should become therapist. <laughs> Maybe that'll be your next hustle. <laughs> Okay, so you guys go to the location. He, like, gave you, like, a little kind of ramshackly map with an X on it. Like, that's where it's at. Um, so you guys go to that location. And like he told you, there's, like, an absurdly large rock. It's like it's like Patrick's house from SpongeBob SquarePants. There's nothing around it. And then there's just, like, a big rock. Like, nice and smooth. 
Um, it looks highly suspicious. Walnut. Can I do an arcana check to see if there's a magical entrance or anything? Yes, go ahead and... <clears throat> well, so an arcana check would kind of be like magic history a little bit more, but you are magical, yep. so yep. go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, 19. Okay. Yeah, you can you can definitely tell there's some kind of um, weak magic on this strange rock. And it's it's more centrally located. There's even like a path going to the rock and then it just like disappears underneath the rock. Well, that rock sticks out like a skinned cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the magic is more kind of centralized focused, like at the at very end of this little dirt path. Okay. Val knocks. Do you want to knock on it? Yes. It. You knock on it and it sounds like a rock. Knocking on a rock. Well, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an area of my specialty, but <clears throat> uh, could I perhaps look around um, for some kind of like symbols or sigils? Yeah, go ahead. Give me an investigation check. <laughs> yeah, That's a natural 20. Ooh, good job. Plus your... Minus one. (laughs) That's cool. So a 19. A 19. That's still, like, really, really good. Um, So you look around and you do notice some carvings in the rock. But uh, what kind of languages do you speak? I speak dwarvish and common. Okay, but you don't know what it says. Okay. Well, I point out that there's something here. Does anybody know how to read Thieves Can't? Does anybody know how to read rock? (laughs) So I I think it's been clear that Tilt's class is uh, a rogue, but it's not because she's a rogue. It's just uh, we'll get into why she has a lot of the dexterity skill sets, but just kind of her lifestyle. So she has every skill a level three rogue would have, except these can't. The, the apostrophe has been moved, so it's just like thieves can't. <laughs> Everyone in our group is like, damn, I wish I could read. <laughs> um, so I grew up in a pretty rough side of town. Would I have seen these etchings before? Yeah, they, look, have- they look familiar. You just don't know what they say. Is it a language? Is it symbols? It's symbols. It's symbols. Do they look like... Figures, or is it just like, looks like a language I can't read? Uh, it's figures. They're like little stick figures. Maybe we can go find somebody in town who can read this. Or I could just try to beat the door down with my Warhammer. <sighs> you know, none of that's a bad idea. So, maybe they want some music played. <laughs> Watch, it's probably just loss. <laughs> Loss.jpg. <laughs> oh. It's just that dick butt drawing. what does it mean what language is this we're meant to moon the rock (laughs) no now can't participate (laughs) oh my gosh no mooning for you the moon is never out in Val's world (laughs) but I love the moon okay so I'm going to show you guys what it looks like and then I'm going to describe it for our people who are listening um so we've got some stick figures um, and we've got a, a person kind of flexing and then we've got them kind of kneeling down and then we've got them 
lifting the rock. Damn, I can read that. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think we see Val just sitting there, like just their muscles starting to flex and the camera pans over a little bit and then you see Tilt like attempting it. (laughs) Yeah, just like trying to like get underneath the edge of the rock. Tilt, tilt right next to you, just this weak, malnourished, poorly educated vegetarian. <laughs> Only 69 pounds. Did Mina point out that there was a path? Yeah. She's she's for helping the party out. Could we feel like along where the rock meets the path and see if there's any kind of like a lever or yeah, um, a hinge? Go ahead and give me um, another investigation check. That'll be a 14. Okay, yeah, you kind of, like, notice that you can, like, stick your fingers, like, slightly under. And as you uh, run your fingers under, there feels like a little, uh, there's like a little bean under there. Oh. (gasps) Do I need to flick the bean? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, you want to try it? Hey, guys. (laughs) I found a bean! (laughs) There's a bean under here. What should I do? Sure, let's uh, go ahead and go ahead and give me a strength check <laughs> for your bean ability. For my bean ability. Oh, that's a mmm. That's a uh, ten. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. That's a ten. So a ten. Um, yeah. so you make an attempt to flick this bean and it doesn't budge. Right. <laughs> it's a really sturdy bean, guys. Let me flick the bean. <laughs> I'm can flick I, the bean. Can you help me? Let me flick the bean. Okay. Val, you want to try and flick the bean? Yes. <laughs> Strength check? Yep. 24. All right. Um, <laughs> so you see ZZ kind of give a weak, a weak attempt um, at this bean. And you're like, you know what? If that was my bean, I would need a much stronger attempt. So you like crack your knuckles like... <laughs> Here we go, Bean, and you like stick your hand on the, under there and just give it like a crazy like heave ho. <laughs> and you guys notice that there's like a panel that kind of starts to rise on this rock, but then the panel just like keeps rising and then the entire rock just like flips over <laughs> and there's just like a hole in the ground. Hell yeah. We should have put you in that game at the carnival. We would have made a lot of money. <laughs> Just mouth agape. There was All too right. much, too much bean flipping. Never enough bean flipping. Never enough bean flipping. That's okay. My yeah. So, um, where where you uh kind of flipped this rock. It looked like maybe there was just like a door that like raised up like some suicide doors, but you just totally demolished the the whole rock. And now it's like an upside down turtle. Um, and there's some stairs going down into the darkness. Is it like a hollow rock? No. Okay. It's like a It's like a real <laughs> rock. <laughs> All right, Val's like all ready to go. She's like, "Let's go, guys." Oh, what were your names again? Mina. Oh, I'm Tilt. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we ever did that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. I didn't even notice you guys were here, actually. <laughs> I'm so tall. It's because you're so tall. You're so tall. What? <laughs> Tilt just, like, pats your, your abs, and she's just like, you're as healthy as a gift horse. <laughs> 
gosh. Yeah, my parents made a deal with the witch to get a strong son, but they uh, got me instead. So <laughs> it was a curse for them and a blessing for me. <laughs> and a blessing for the rest of us. <laughs> cool. So you guys want to go down in the hole? Oh, gosh. Yep, let's do it. Lead the way. Uh, what do you? What would you guys <laughs> like kidding. your marching order to be? Um. Uh. Is it dark? Yes, it's dark. Oh, I do believe I have some torches. There, there are kind of some torches along the wall. Like, oh, okay. You know, it like it's darker than it is outside. Let's put the Mack truck in front. <laughs> the Mack truck in front. All right. Uh, Tilp is probably right behind Val. Just hiding behind one of her legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring it up the tail. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be, I'll be behind. Uh, I'll be in the middle behind okay. Tilp. Okay, so you guys kind of start moseying on down. And uh, everybody go ahead and give me a perception check. I'm good at these. Oh, <laughs> oh and I rolled shitty. Oh, so apparently shit. I'm not good at this. Oh, for my perception is Stay. three. Um, my Five. perception is a 21. Tilt got 13. I'm dumber than a bull hair. <laughs> so Val just like, you know, tra- charges ahead. But Tilt, because you're right behind her, you kind of, um, you hear some talking kind of coming up. It's like, it's kind of muffled um, talking and, um, you know, they're kind of they're kind of chatting. So you have the opportunity to um, halt the party if you'd like, or Val is just going to storm the castle. Yeah, no, Tilt just assumes that this is nothing unusual. Oh, okay. no. She, she believes in the confidence of the party, so she's like, everyone must know what's going on. Meanwhile, Val's just like, do, 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 do. Did my 21 hear that? <laughs> CZ, you can kind of hear some stuff going on, but you just assume that Val also hears it because she is not showing any sign of concern. So you're like, uh, you know, she probably knows what's going on. As you uh, walk forward, you walk into a room and there, there's Meepo, your guys' boy Meepo, kind of hanging out, sitting at a table. And then you see three other kind of shadowy, mirage figures. And as you guys just kind of like charge in, <laughs> Meepo is, is facing the door. So he like sees you right, right away. He kind of goes, and then, like, makes a hand gesture, and the three other figures disappear in a puff of smoke. I was like, Meepo, we need to talk to you. <laughs> he uh, puts his hands up, and he says, I swear, I was going to give the gold back. I totally was. And uh, starts, like, kind of, like, muffling around on the table, like, eh, trying to figure something out, what he's going <clears> to <throat> do. And he's like, if it's gold you want, I've got plenty. Uh, and he starts, like, kind of sweating a little and... Are there uh, more seats around the table? There are. I take a seat. Ooh, this is getting a little intimidating. <laughs> okay. Tilt just at the, the sight of the vanishing act from the other figures, you can start to see like um, a little bit of a sparkle in her eye. Like uh, <laughs> there is something exciting her about this situation. It's like the carnivals. <laughs> it's like the magic show. <laughs> Mina's going to go sit on the other side of Meepo. Oh, gosh. Do you want to do uh, an intimidation check? Oh, yes. I would love to. (laughs) I would love to. I'm just trying to be as friendly as possible, which can be intimidating. 
I have, I can do intimidation, but I also have fae presence. They have to make a wisdom saving throw or they'll be charmed or frightened. Okay. You want to do that instead? Yeah. So you just have to DC save 12, wisdom save 12. Okay. Oh. So my little Meepo has gotten a 13. So he's not quite charmed by you, but he is kind of intrigued. He's like, ooh, the the pretty lady who tried the mage hand on the chastity belt. Mm-hmm. So he recognizes We're, you. We heard that you might have some information that could help us out. Oh, Meepo has many knowledges to share, but it comes at a price. I think you've already taken our payment, <laughs> sir. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll me an intimidation check? Not persuasion? Mm, yeah, not persuasion. It's more of a like a, hey, you fuck head. I'm not intimidating. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm super not intimidating. That's like a, that's a, that's a five. Okay. He takes his little, like, clawed finger and, like, wraps it around your curly black hair and says, Hmm, that was Meepo's fee for bringing the crowd. I touch his hand. Ooh, it's scaly and clammy and cold. I've touched worse. (laughs) (laughs) And I attempt to cast charm person on him okay is he humanoid enough for charm person yeah okay okay yeah it's 14 okay and what kind of see do i have to make a wisdom save it's a wisdom okay yeah or else be charmed yes okay so uh yeah um meepo doesn't make it so he's like hmm what kind? What are you wearing again? I'm wearing uh, like a crop top. I've got like my tattoos are out and shimmering in the light. I've got a um, combat boots on and I've got gold earrings and. Okay, and he's uh, he's already like twirling his like clammy claw in your hair, and then you um, charm him. So he's like, mm, but. Meepo can make an exception for these. And he does a little drum, like, on your boobs. (laughs) Uh, And I don't give a fuck. I laugh at that. (laughs) Uh, It's not often you get a drum roll on your boobs. (laughs) Yeah, so what's the duration of that? An hour. Okay, super. Well, you guys got Meepo for an hour. I thought you meant the drum roll for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna get tired. (laughs) Boobs would get sore after like maybe five. He doesn't have Phil Collins' stamina. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Yeah. Definitely coming. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so y'all got Meepo for an hour. Um, So what would you like from Mr. Meepo? We're looking for some we Meepo. Wanna, uh, yeah. We looking are for looking something called Mother's Milk. Yes. Ooh. Mother's Milk. And we were told that you know the person that we need to talk to in order to find some of that. I do. I would introduce you, but it's not a person. And she might not be very keen on talking. But then he goes, but anything for Miss Juggernaut. And then, like, taps your boobs again. <laughs> and Val has taught me a trick where you can use your pecs to, like, <laughs> bounce them one at a time. 
So I join in. <laughs> does does the juggernaut wish to meet the mother's milk? Yeah, me and my companions would love to meet this. Yeah, he'll he'll take you to him. I mean, you charmed him, so he's like, "All right, let's fucking go. Take your tits out. Let's go." <laughs> so, who is this? So, what is this? Well, Meepo has not seen Mother's Milk, but might be able to sneak you in to see her. And where is this? They're um, about like two hours travel from here. There is an inner working of underground caves, uh, he tells you, that um, is run by his colony of kobolds. Okay. And... They have kind of a secret layer where they keep mother's milk, which you guys find out is not necessarily an ingredient. It's like a thing. It's mm. something. Hmm. But he's never seen it. You know, you have to be like a high kobold priest to be able to interact with mother's milk. But he has a pretty good idea of where it is. So he feels pretty confident that he could take you there. But I will tell you, he's only charmed for about an hour, and mm-hmm. it's about a two-hour situation. Uh, think you could draw some map, maybe? Yeah, he could draw you a map. If you guys don't want to take Meepo with you and risk that. At some point when, like, it's starting to get quiet, I imagine as, like, the map drawing is happening, Til- Tilpa asks, she goes, Oh, uh, how'd you make your friends disappear? Oh, uh, well, I didn't make them disappear. They were, um illusions they were uh not actually here they were just here in spirit she goes oh do i know illusions and she like waves her hand by his little ear and pulls out like a playing card (laughs) (laughs) ebo looks at you and then looks at the warlock and says is this chick serious (laughs) (laughs) different strokes for different folks so I think we should have him draw a map, and I think we should take him with us. And if things get dicey, just I agree. Let him loose. I agree. At this point, I will also remind you guys that you have you do have some magic items, and someone might have a magic item that might be helpful <gasps> in this situation. Can I put my handcuffs on him? <gasps> yes, you can. And he totally consents to it, too, because he's charmed. Okay. He's like, yes, put handcuffs on me. I was going to make my chastity right. belt swallow him. Get <laughs> 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 head right there. Hey, we'll come on! I'll get you out later. <laughs> this when is he's uncharmed, take a nap Yeah, so, um... Okay, Mina's going to put her fuzzy purple handcuffs on. Okay. Do you want in front of the body or behind? Let's do behind. So we have our map. If it does get Yeah, so Bebo draws you a map. So we have a map. And he's in handcuffs now. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's got the cute little heart eyes. And he's like heart eyeing our Zara. And is basically willing to do whatever she wants. I feel like. Other than murder himself, of course. So I've got a disguise kit. So I probably have like a feather in there. Okay. Or like a boa or something. Oh, gosh. And I like put it around his like cuffs if I do if I've got a boa I'll put it around his cuffs and just kind of bleed him okay ooh this is getting a little sexy Meepo's getting excited I'm here for bringing joy (laughs) (laughs) okay cool I learned a lot from maybe I shouldn't say that is there (laughs) 
<laughs> is there anything else you guys would like to discuss with Meepo before you leave? What kind of colony is it? Like, what what are you guys doing in that uh, underground colony you're going to take us to? Uh, it's a traditional kobold colony. You know, it's just like where all my family hangs out. There's a few, select few um, people who, or kobolds, not people, kobolds are not people, uh, who are allowed to leave the colony to kind of like collect treasure. Um, that's Meepo's primary job is to collect treasure and bring it back to the horde because even though they aren't dragons, they like to pretend that they are. How big of a colony is this, Meepo? It is a massive colony. Massive. And the reason why it's so big is because of Mother's Milk. Whatever this is, it's been so lucrative that they are able to sustain, like, an entire, like, city of uh, kobolds. Wow. So we need to be as nice to him as possible. Is there anything else of interest in that room? Um, no, it's your pretty standard, like, just kind of, like, clay-built room. It looks like it's just a meeting place for people who are up to no good. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just, like, nah. a quick hiding place. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Now that the, the whole roof is blown off. <laughs> uh, but, well, I guess it's been diddled off. <laughs> it's been flicked. The bean has been flicked off. <laughs> when I was putting, like, the boa around the cuffs and kind of leading him, I want to, like, feel him up and down and see if he has any hidden knives or weapons. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Go ahead and give me an investigation check to, like, do a strip search. Yeah, you'll, you'll find something. I'm gonna find something. That's an 18. Okay, Um, so you do a little search on Meepo. You do find a bag of gold. I'll let him keep his gold. A bag of gold pieces. Um, You find a couple of daggers. Some kind of basic lock picking tools. I take those and the daggers. <laughs> Ooh. And I waggle them in his face and say, oh, you're not a boy. Oh, <laughs> you guys also find a white kind of rock looking thing about the size of your palm. You're unsure of what that is. It's crack. <laughs> it's crack cocaine. Um, is it an egg? Uh, it didn't look like anything that we saw in um, the witch's... It looks like a... No, it doesn't look like anything you saw in um, the witch's pleasure. It just kind of looks like... It looks like a like a white, really thick fingernail. Can I lick it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it uh, tastes a little dusty. Okay. Is it chalk? <laughs> it's not chalk. Okay. <laughs> if you hold it up to Meepo, you can kind of t- tell that it... It kind of looks like his skin, but it's like way too large to have come from him. Oof. It's like a scale? Yeah, it's of of the scale variety. Anything else on his person? No, but he does get a little upset when you take it. He goes, Meepo's prized possession. Uh, I guess anything for jugs. (laughs) (laughs) When he gets a little sad, I'm like, all right, I'll let you keep that too. (laughs) And I, like, slot it into his pocket a little bit too close. Ooh. <laughs> Just trying to build a relationship here, guys. <laughs> right. A relationship. A relationship. At this point, how much room is left in that pocket? Just <laughs> <laughs> is that a kobold penis or are you just a kobold penis? <laughs> uh, and I will give Tilp the daggers and the... Uh, 
lock picking kit. Oh, that's nice. Oh. A little friend over here is going to hold for on to these for you. A gift for thee. Um, all right. And that's all I wanted to do. Awesome. All right, y'all. You've accepted a quest from Aspen to find Mother's Milk and bring back the source. Meepo, our adorable little kobold NPC, has become charmed and very eager to help you find what Aspen is looking for. Thanks to a little magic and a few front humps, he's taking you to his kobold family lair willingly at the moment, but the magic doesn't last forever. Will our adventurers find the source? Will Meepo stay loyal to the pack? And what are Aspen's true intentions? Join us next week for Wieners and Wyverns. Do I need to flick the bean? <laughs> <laughs>